0: Hi, I'm Aspen.
1: And I'm Josiah.
0: And this is Asking for a Friend.
1: A podcast about restoring people's hearts through sharing each other's stories.
0: Where every week, we have a new conversation with a new friend. Cause I'm asking for a friend. Pregunta para mi amiga. Si, si. Claro que si. So this week... On Asking for a Friend, we have my good friend, my sister, my bestie, buddy, (laughs) homie, dude. Found it. Yeah. We've (laughs) known each other for about six years. Yeah. This is my good friend, Katie. Hey,
1: Katie. Katie. How's it going?
2: It's going great. I treasure Aspen. I am so grateful to be on your podcast.
0: Thank you, guys. Yeah. We're excited to have you.
1: So I know Aspen knows you. I don't know you at all, and our listeners don't know you at all either. So could you just tell us who you are, where you came from, what brought you to Nashville today?
2: Yeah, my name is Katie. I'm from near Chicago, O'Hare Airport, basically grew up in the backyard of O'Hare. My family in the South, and I grew up coming here like every single spring break and summer camping. I've camped at the KOA here in Nashville like probably over 20 times. Wow. <laughs> and I want to move down here eventually. But um, yeah, I work in Chicago. I work in marketing. And I met Aspen through our church. And it was such a cool time living in Chicago and walking alongside so many young Christians in Chicago, just seeing mm-hmm. the change that's happening in a city that, you know, is not as sweet as Nashville. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and... I guess what brings me joy, so you guys know, I work in marketing but mm-hmm. I felt called to get into haircuts for homeless. I'm I'm also a cosmetologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in 2017, I just was getting ready for work one day and I had this like it was almost like a daydream of like a haircuts for homeless event. And I was like 25 at the time and I was like this is crazy, God. I'm, like what? You want do you want do you want me to do this mm-hmm. or is it just a daydream? Is it just a thought? Like what is it? And I just kept getting wisdom, like, just Mm. thoughts of how to put together this event. Mm. Doors just kept opening. At the time, I was working for an ad agency, kind of like BuzzFeed for hairdressers in a way. That's awesome. And we had a lot of contacts in the beauty industry, like Floyd's 99, Paul Mitchell, this and that. Mm -hmm. And I just felt led to start emailing these people and get like, product donations Mm. and get this event put together, so... You know, Monday through Friday, I was doing this marketing job, but on the side, I was like also emailing our clients, like mm-hmm. trying to get <laughs> yeah. little philanthropy event together. Yeah. And three months later, it happened and it was crazy. Just we had, I think we did around 80 haircuts at this homeless shelter, 10 haircutting volunteers, and we had like $200 in products donated. Oh, and wow. it felt so easy. And I was like realizing, like, when you're walking and you're calling, things are just easy. Mm. And Just ever since I started walking in that and giving back in that area, God just started putting people in my life that also that was their calling. Mm. And it's crazy. I'm on a board of a nonprofit now that all they do is haircuts for homeless. Like five, six years later, it's crazy, you guys. Yeah, just what God has done for me through Mm. my labor of love, my calling, is it's how I get passion in life. You know, working for a for-profit company is fine. (laughs) It pays the bills, Mm -hmm. but the volunteer work on the side that I do it is truly what fills me so that's kind of my MO I love it yeah
1: that's great so what drew you to cosmetology initially
2: good question um like Aspen I was very emo
0: (laughs) 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 in high school that's great
2: and no one gave me the haircut I wanted, yeah. <laughs> so you
0: did it yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'd,
2: I'd be in the bathroom just with sh- like shears, just working That's on my awesome. my comb over. Yeah.
1: Yep, Emo kids getting the
0: perfect bang
2: <laughs> <laughs> swoop. Exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing (laughs) photos. Uh, And flash, uh, flash, 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 flash. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to learn how to give myself emo haircuts. Yeah. (laughs) I could
1: say. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, it just developed kind of into an interest and then a passion. Yeah. Okay.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. What kind of community have you found as you've delved into this uh, industry?
2: You know, a lot of Ex-emo people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of people. That's
2: right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all, the yeah. the, all the elder emos. All the elder emos. And a lot of people, you know, it's it's really cool. The founder of the nonprofit that I'm on the board of, in 2018, she attended this trade show for cosmetologists. It's called America's Beauty Show, and it's in Chicago. And Aspen mm-hmm. got to come with me. And my job had a booth at the trade show, but Rachel, who founded the Beyond Project, She came with and she was just walking along the trade show floor, kind of networking, you know. And five years later at my new job, we had a really big classroom at the trade show. They have around 15,000 people attend this show. Hmm. And she was able to speak on our stage and recruit volunteers. So to answer your question, all the volunteers and people who come up to us and talk to us and interface Mm -hmm. and ask us questions about this, they're just so curious and they have a heart to give back a heart for compassion. And it they're just the sweetest people who are passionate about, obviously, their gift yeah. you know, that God gave them, but giving that back for free and no monetary mm. exchange and wanting to donate their time. Just very generous people who
0: are also very beautiful because they know how to do their mm. hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. that's kind of what they look like. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What have you learned through that experience? What's like a lesson that has really stood with you and stuck with you and... That's a great
2: question. When I was, you know, I say it was like my quarter life crisis, like finding this volunteerism. And what I was searching for was nothing I could find in the world,
0: Mm. nothing
2: I could buy. And I learned through this that, you know, faith without works is dead. And there's nothing you can buy that makes you feel the way that volunteering does. Mm. So that's what I found.
0: That's really cool. Yeah.
1: That's great. So um, you're Christian, yeah. obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. Can you just tell me a little bit more about your faith journey and what that's looked like over the course of your life?
2: Yeah. So I grew up Catholic. I had to go to CCD like every Saturday mm. from like 9 to 2. And my mom's aunt was a nun, so I was like always just so curious about religion and being close to God, like even mm. as a child. Mm. I remember like just like going to bed and like, in my room, I would, like, pray that there was, like, a guardian angel in, like, the corner of my room. Like, I, w- mm. I don't know. As a kid, I was just, like, oddly into the supernatural, too, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, I'd watch yeah. Beetlejuice, and I'd be like, oh, I want to see
0: ghosts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And then I, I got to high school, and I had a really rough couple years. It was, like, the recession in 2008 is when I first started to go to beauty school, and mm-hmm. my dad lost his job. There was a lot of mm-hmm. alcoholism in my family. Yeah. So, you know, I became my environment. My last, like, two years of high school, I was, like, partying a lot. I was, you know, nervous about, like, where I was going to go after high school. All my friends were getting ready to go to college. And I was like, I guess I'll just do beauty school or (laughs) whatever. And, yeah, it was, like, four years, I would say, like, from junior year to, like, when I was, like, 20 – like mm-hmm. of just lots of partying, you guys. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the Lord was just pursuing me despite all of the drinking that was happening. Mm-hmm. And I just felt called to, um when I transferred from I ended up going to community college after I got my beauty school license and certificate, all that I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to go to community college. I felt, you know, like maybe God'll make a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I transferred to Roosevelt downtown in the city. And my roommates were going to a small group through a church nearby in the loop. And yeah, I felt like God just was like coming after me. And I just started going to the life group. And then one of our friends who lived downtown was going to city church and we went too. So I just started to be like, okay, God, like I'm not getting filled by all this drinking. And I was just, you know, perpetually Mm -hmm. just like living in a lot of Regret and shame, a lot Mm -hmm. of shame when you're like in that cycle. And I never felt good about what I was doing. And I was like, I want to start, you know, seeking my own religion for me, my Mm -hmm. own relationship with God. So, yeah, I want to say when I was like 22, I got real serious about finding a church for Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And I was just hopping churches in the city of Chicago to find one. And City church felt really great, yeah. and yeah, that's where the walk really started when I got
0: serious yeah. about faith, and that's where we met, yeah, and that's where you did the haircuts for the homeless event, yeah, yeah, exactly, very that, cool. yeah, you said earlier that when you're walking and you're calling, you don't really hit those rough spots as you're following that, but yeah. I know that outside of that, yeah. you know the enemy attacks in a bunch of different ways, yeah, and yeah. I know you've experienced loss in your life, yeah, in different ways. I know. You had a friend, you lost a friend in Chicago. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what what walking through that was like?
2: Absolutely. And I think Aspen and I, like, we have really bonded over grief and walking through Mm -hmm. it. And it can really grow you once you forgive God. And, like, so in 2020, a month after lockdown, after, you know, it started in March and in April, April 5th of 2020, one of my best friends from high school was hit by a random. Stray bullet in Logan Square in Chicago. Oh, wow. And there's a lot of gang activity in Logan Square, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. They never found out who shot the bullet. But it went through her chest and it exited out her rib cage. So from that info, they think it was from a very far distance. Yeah. Because it it went um, through her body. And it didn't just, like, enter her rib cage and explode. The bullet left. It had an exit point. So they don't know who did it. But, yeah, I went through... Um, just a, a long season of darkness, mm-hmm. you know? I was like, God, like, why did this happen? I wanna say it was like a month or two, but I was just overwhelmed with the love of my friends from City Church. They were like bringing me like meal trains and just one day, like my outreach group that I helped co-lead, they showed up at my apartment in like these blow-up suits, mm. <laughs> like <laughs> a dinosaur, unicorns, like all these animal, oh, like great. Halloween blow-up costumes, Like, they got me to come out of my apartment and put a suit on, and we, like, marched down Belmont Avenue in (laughs) Avondale, which is, like— That's awesome. You know, it's an up-and-coming neighborhood. Everyone Mm -hmm. in the neighborhood is, like, staring at us, like, what is going on? (laughs) In the middle of lockdown.
0: Yes. (laughs) That's
2: great. So they just found ways to, like, cheer me up and pull me out of the darkness. And I think as time went on and I was, like, spending time with God, I was, like, you know— I don't understand, and we can't know everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like going through that. I felt like I was for sure in my Job season, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. just being challenged. And I just had to keep remembering, like, blessed are those who endure through trials, for theirs is the crown of life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I think the more that you go through in life, the stronger you are. It's yeah. so true. So mm-hmm. I just kept, like, you know, mm-hmm. thanking God. Like the hardest times that I go through in life, I look back in retrospect and I'm, I, it's the hardest prayer to do, but it's like praying for your enemies. You have to thank God for the trials because yeah. mm-hmm. they yeah. will grow you. Yeah. And what I've gone through, I can use as a testimony to help others. Yeah. Um. But you know, I'm not thankful my friend passed away, but I know that she's with the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just I feel her presence from time to time, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. i I'm, I'm. It's grief is hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I went through counseling. I went through therapy for many months. That helped a lot.
0: And she was part of that sort of partying scene that you were in, in Chicago when you first moved, right? She never really left it, yeah. yeah. So
2: it, it got pretty heavy. There was a lot of addiction involved. And that was also something I had to deal with. You know, like, do you stop being friends with people mm-hmm. who have addiction?
0: Mm-hmm. Or do you
2: continue to be in their life
0: That's a good question.
2: And intercede and pray with them. Yeah. And I think you continue to be friends with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Because there were many times I would have dreams you know, that there was like, this is crazy. I'm very into like the supernatural kind of prophetic side of Christianity. Mm -hmm. I'd have dreams that there was like something in Alexa's room, some like dark presence. And Mm -hmm. I would call her and be like, hey, can I just pray with you? And she would answer the phone and be like, I can't sleep. Like, she had trouble sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that dream was revealing to me, like, I need to protect her and intercede with her from, you know, whatever she's going through, whatever addiction has opened up in her life. Like, I think just having that presence in someone's life who's dealing with addiction, like, Mm -hmm. just not judging them is it's, it's really hard, but it's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, it could be, it could be you. It could be me that's dealing with that. That's the thing. It's like, if the circumstances were different. that that could be me in those situations. And that's just, uh, it's a humbling thought to keep in mind. And I think it helps us to empathize with people who find themselves in those addictive patterns and behaviors. It's not, if anything, you know, when you're in in addictive patterns and behaviors, it's you need people around you to help. You don't need isolation because that will only further it. So.
2: Totally. absolutely and And i'm not a counselor so
1: (laughs) (laughs) speaking from experience
2: when i was on the outreach team at city church too a lot of conversations we would have is like we're just one decision away from like possibly being homeless like it Mm -hmm. can happen to anyone yeah so yeah never have that pride that you're above those
0: people too yeah Yeah, that's huge yeah and it helps you
1: just be more thankful for all the small things that god gives you too like food on the table the sun outside things like that when you realize like yeah. Literally all of this is a gift from God. Yes. This could all and this is so fragile. Like this could all yeah. be stripped away. Yeah. So yeah. let We're me so focus good. on so the small true. things. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What about your relationship with your family? Do they know the yeah. Lord? How have they grown to to know you better through the Lord? Great question. So it's crazy, you guys.
2: My mom has been healed of alcoholism wow. since September. That's huge. This was a prayer I've been circling since, you know, I got really serious with the Lord for the last five, six years. Like every day I would intercede for my mom, like Mm -mm. take this addiction off of her. And Mm. it didn't come for many seasons. I read The Circle Maker, and that really motivated me to just keep praying. Like just even if you're challenged with your patience, just keep circling it. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. finally came and it was a really hard time, but like, I feel like it made my mom closer to God. Cause I just kept, she went to rehab in a hospital. Like it, it was really hard, but I was like over the bed, just like praying over her. And I brought like a small jar of oil with me and I was just like trying to anoint her. It was really dark. Mm-hmm. What I saw, mm-hmm. like security guards holding her down. because She was going through delirium tremors.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But she's been sober since. My dad stopped drinking, too. And they started going to their Catholic church again. They're Mm -hmm. working on them coming to my new church. But um, I think it's, you know, small steps and whatever medium they want to hear God in is great. Yeah. But I talk to them a lot about it now. That's awesome. you know, what I spiritually see in the society right now. Yeah. Like I'll tell them like my experience of like what I see and through my lens happening in the world. And yeah. they love to hear
0: that. Mm-hmm. What do you think's happening in the world spiritually? Like on a spiritual yeah. plane, what's going on? Yeah. I know you're really sensitive to the prophetic and, <laughs> and I trust your opinion. Yeah. So
2: I think Nashville, you guys is a really anointed city. Mm. I listen to a lot of creators here. A lot of worship music is coming out of here that is so anointed. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of really strong intercessors are from here. Deliverance prayer warriors. I think a lot of the cities though are straying far from God. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, churches are closing down. A lot of the Hillsong churches closed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's hard, but. Um, yeah, I think we cover our cities in America in prayer.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, I lived in Chicago for close to 10 years. You know, my friend was a victim of gun violence. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of dark stuff in cities. Like, I feel like there's, uh, yeah, just pray against gun violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, live by yeah, the sword, die by you. the sword. Like, you know, pray that people just put down the weapons and stuff. And
0: yeah,
2: yeah, I pray for churches to be planted that that's kind of mm-hmm. what I see like big picture level like yeah. each city's a little different you know like some cities I feel are I volunteer a lot with organizations I work in human trafficking like different mm-hmm. cities are dealing with that on large levels here or there mm-hmm. but um I would say pray for America pray for the world as much as you can especially after what happened in Texas like I feel like a lot of people are condemning Christians for saying thoughts and prayers, and
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
2: prayer does work. It does. It matters. It matters. It does hurt me when I see posts like that. There's just a lot of millennials and Gen Z. I think that are losing their faith. Yeah. And the world is dark, and a lot of people are. We're being tested right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Tested a lot, and we have to just remain steadfast. Yeah, through mm-hmm. these trials and just keep praying and call the senators too that does work yeah. but we don't need to be filled with rage because yeah. what happened instead we need to be filled with compassion and empathy yeah. and, and mm-hmm. sympathy that's kind of how i see what's happening around the world is yeah just yeah you know pray for the sleepers to wake up yeah yeah pray for revival yeah. I think that's very powerful as well. I know revival's happening and it has been happening largely over the last five years, mm-hmm. huge conferences around the world, yeah. like the Send in South America. Yeah. Right before COVID. I think there mm-hmm. was a stadium in Brazil packed with like I forget how many thousands of people, but like college kids, young people giving that's their insane. life to Christ. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's amazing. Um so yeah. Yeah. Pray for revival. Yeah. So Katie, you're a prayer warrior. Yeah. And we, on asking for a friend, just want to honor our friends and value them. Yeah. And can I ask you to just pray for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. And we can kind of wrap up there.
2: Yeah. Uh, thank you for this privilege. Um, Jesus, I pray for everyone who listens to my voice right now. Whoever is under the sound of my voice, God, I just pray that you are near them. Give them peace. Give them joy, Jesus. I pray that you give them wisdom, Lord, and that you direct them to a church. Yes, Lord. Lord, community has saved me. It has helped me expand my faith in Aspen's and Josiah's, Lord. And I pray that anyone who's listening, God, that you would direct them to a digital community, Mm -hmm. a community in, in, in real tangible life, Lord, that you would plant them, Jesus, where they need to be. I pray that they find podcasts and sermons and just find any kind of A way to listen to you, Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. I pray if anyone is dealing with addiction, Lord, that that would go away, Lord. Any spirit of depression, of anxiety be gone. I pray that people who are listening to me stray away from the new age mentality, God, and new age practices, Jesus. I pray that people find resources, Jesus, to get to know you, and that they're equipped with the knowledge to um, seeing the spiritual, you know, like what's happening around us, yeah. God. I pray for discernment for these listeners mm-hmm. to navigate the world right now. There's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of sounds. There's a lot of media out there, Jesus. I pray that people have discernment to know what's from you and what's not from you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Um, and I pray that people just have a desire to know you more, give their heart eyes to see you clearly. Read James, read Ephesians, read Romans. These books changed my life. Yeah. Um and I pray if anyone is really battling addiction that they would be planted in AA or a program that would help yeah, them. Yeah. Okay. And um, there are programs in um, Celebrate Recovery at different churches. I pray that you lead them to Jesus. Yes, I pray this on
0: your name. Amen. 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 That's huge. Yeah. So I just appreciate your sensitivity to the Spirit and. Just who you are. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> we we appreciate you. you coming on the podcast yeah. and sharing your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys.
1: Thanks, Katie. Yeah. I think we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. yeah.
0: So thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend. Where can people find you? I'm on Instagram
2: KTG underscore now C. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm on TikTok Pink Curl Girl.
0: <laughs> and a lot of hair tutorials, you know. Yeah. So we'll link all that in the yeah. show notes. Make sure yeah. you follow Katie. She's always doing amazing events and working with nonprofits. So we'll we'll keep up with you and let us know how we can continue to support you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend. See ya. Cause I'm asking for a friend. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Asking for a Friend. We hope to bring you insightful conversations and inspire you to ask challenging questions. You can find us on Instagram at friends4podcast or at our website, friendsfora.com. That's friendsfora.com. What have you enjoyed about this podcast? Let us know in the comment section. Leave us a rating or a review so that more people can find us. And until next time, thanks for
1: listening to Asking for a Friend.